Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Motivate, the motivation and inspiration podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is David Goggins talking about why weakness is a choice. Weakness is a choice because so many of us choose every day to lie in comfort. So many of us choose to not want to do something because we don't feel like doing it. And the worst part is, is that most of us don't even realize that's what's happening. You end up making excuses and you don't realize those excuses are really what's holding you back, where you can't really identify the root cause of it being that you just don't feel like doing it right now. When the alarm goes off at five o'clock in the morning and you hit snooze, it's not because you had a rough night of sleep, it's because you just don't feel like getting up. It's your duty, it's your obligation to get up and get it done. Weakness is a choice. Don't be weak. That's it for me today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It is so amazing that I used to be a 300-pound guy, and I thought that was it. Could barely read, could do anything. And now, what was inside that person was this guy that's in front of you today. That's how scary the mind is. And that's what I started realizing through this journey, is that once I got a taste of, wow, man, I haven't even cracked. I haven't even begun to crack what the mind is capable of. And what I started realizing is on the other end of suffering, that's the real growth of life. And I talk about another thing called theory and practice. A lot of people are theorists. These smart guys that read these books and they sit down, they tell you what the mind is supposed to do. And a lot of us listen to that. It becomes like, this is it, man. This old man who has been studying the mind forever, this is the cap that we have. By being a practitioner, I went out and realized a lot of these guys are so wrong, man. The mind has capabilities that are so unknown. And I found that through suffering. And there's a whole nother world on the other end of that. But this is what it is. This is what I figured out. I was so afraid of myself that I had to figure out I became a master of my mind. People, when you're afraid of something, you have to master it. That's how you start to overcome it. So what I realized, when I get to that point where I want to quit everybody, I get to the point where they want to quit. This is what happens. The mind tells you, Let's go home. Let's take a warm shower. Let's get some food. This is not right. This is that. If you cannot answer the questions at that moment, because your mind's going to start giving you all these questions. And if you can't answer them, you're going to quit. What I realized when I was going through Bud's Ranger School, all this 100 mile race, 200 mile races, pull up records, my mind would come creeping in. Like when I was doing 4,030 pull ups at 2,000 pull ups. My mind said, look, brother, we've done all these other things. You've proven yourself. You're good. If I didn't have the answer to respond to my mind and say, why I'm here, why I'm doing this, you will always lose that fight. You have to have the response to what your mind is going to tell you. And another thing about that is self-talk. A lot of people have like these big four on mental toughness. All that is crap about self-talk 
visualization. It's true, but the thing about self-talk and all these things, they ask me, what do you think about when you're on mile 100 of a 205-mile run? What are you thinking about when you realize you've run for 24 hours and you have 24 more hours to run and you have another 105 miles? What goes through your mind? What do you say to yourself? I want to know. A lot of people think self-talk works. It does, but it doesn't work without the suffering before your mind starts saying we need self-talk. So what I tell myself is I go back to the months and years of preparation to get to that day. And I'm telling myself, the 3.30 in the morning, and I'm looking at my shoes, and I want to go out there and run 30 miles. I have to in that second, in that moment of this self-talk, my mind saying, you got to find more, you got to find more. I once again calm down, go back into my mind, in my cookie jar, I call it, and I have to reflect back on the crap I did to get here. And that becomes my self-talk. Self-talk does not work unless it is real. Most of us lie to ourselves in the self-talk. It doesn't work. It has to be real. It has to be something that you've done to make it really work. What turns me off so badly that I see so many people out there trying to motivate people, inspire people, help people find what's going to drive you. And I walk in, I see it everywhere. Everybody's got this going. Everybody's got a new podcast, this, about I'm going to help you find yourself. They're not living it. They're not living it, which is why I look at people. I'm like, what are you about? Are you actually doing what you say you're doing? Which is why when I heard some of your story, I realized that you have substance to what you're saying, which is why now I can speak to you. A lot of times I go on these podcasts, and I don't want to be there, you know, because I start realizing this person is just talking. He's not living. And we share this with people and we expect them to change. They can see right through you. They can see you're not doing this. That's the thing about it. Don't do everything in your life for money. Yes, we need it to survive. There's a great drive and passion behind doing things for the mind and the soul. There's a great drive in that. Everybody goes, man, you, you talk with such passion. This is a life. This is my life. So that's, so that's what I want people to get from all this stuff, man. Like, there's something inside you. The, the brain is the most powerful thing. The mind is the most powerful thing that we have. It's not your phone. It's not the computer. It's not anything. It's your mind. And if you can tap into that, you can come from the daggone roots of hell and become such a great seed, a powerful seed that can grow into some great daggone garden. And people don't get that. It's all up here. The power and the magic's up here. So think about it. When I say suffering, people clean. People, that's the, that's the one word whenever I post about it, people cringe. It's not about suffering and how people may look at suffering. Like you have to just go to a place that just every day of your life is suffering. You have to tap into suffering every day of your life because we have so much scarring that we have to clean up. You have to look at suffering as almost like I look at failure. To succeed, you must fail. In failure and in suffering, all the answers are in there. All the answers to all the test questions, the test is your life. All the answers are in there. You don't have to live in suffering and pain and failure all the time. You have to learn, I need to visit it. Like people hate working out. You're only gonna visit working out maybe an hour a day. 23 other hours of the day, you're not in it. But how you become in shape is you must visit suffering, visit working out one hour a day. 
Visit suffering one hour a day. Visit your past failures one hour a day. The relationship with it is the answers are in there. Within the suffering, go in there, and I call it the live autopsy. The live autopsy, how you find out someone died, they crack you open after you're dead. How you can live is do it while you're alive. Go back in your brain, crack it open while you're alive. Don't wait until you're dead to figure out why you died. Do it while you are living. Go in there, go into the suffering. Go into the pain of your life and say, why did this suck for me so bad? Why am I afraid of all this stuff? Why have I shut down the whole world? I guarantee I'll tell you why you shut down the whole world. It's in these nooks of the suffering within your brain, in the scarring, are all the answers to why you are on the couch feeling sorry for yourself. They lie within the scars. Visit them for at least an hour a day, study them, and then you'll find out more about yourself. You will then grow. So don't look at it as every day I suffer. Go into it an hour a day. Learn from yourself, learn from life, learn from your failures, learn from your insecurities, learn from your self-doubt. Don't just say, I'm afraid to jump off an airplane. What makes you afraid of it? Study it. That's why I studied my mind, why I became so powerful in the mind, because I realized I was weak. So instead of running away from the mind, I dove into it and said, what is making me weak? Oh, this makes sense. I came from hell. I came from a place that beat me down to nothing, which is why I'm afraid. All this makes sense. So systematically, one by one, I went back and met every single person in my mind, every situation. I went one-on-one -on -one with them again in my mind. I said, okay, let's now revisit this. And that's how you do it. Mm -hmm. That's how it works.